This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. A bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, out of bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Ooh. Of course, Rocket Mortgage understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs up down. What a mess, this town's a tatter. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from Lipstick City? 855-212-4CBS. Is our toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news, you could save a bunch of money. Did I already do this? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably. I don't think so. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance if you just switch to Geico like Carver High did. It takes like 15 minutes. Well, then you definitely didn't do it yet because the last couple of weeks you've been doing that. I think and I did And do we it. didn't say that, so... I can't. I, I just can't keep up with all of it. <laughs> no, I think I just did the Rocket Mortgage one. Uh, Carver High's in here tonight with me. Connor McDavid running it back in uh, the Big Apple with Brian McKeon and, of course, Justin Shackle on updates uh, from New York. So It's all right. happening. So we got a little situation here. What's that? I mean, well, we got, I mean, obviously uh, terrible well, uh, football games. Hopefully terrible. the Cal-Arizona State game coming up in – about 15 Do you know Arizona State only allows uh, 15 points a game, 14 points a game? What is very it? Is it 13.8 points a game? Around there, under two touchdowns. That's crazy. Not tonight. I'm looking for a Pac-12 after dark shootout. Shootout. And then, um, you know, I, this whole situation in here is very uh, frustrating it, for me. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell I you. So, it's, it's not good for everybody. So, listen. Now, these guys are good guys. I got, I got nothing bad to say about anybody. I really don't, except everyone. So... What's happening here is that we're in this this room. They moved us to just this a prison. Like I, I, it is a prison. <laughs> I went to Iron Heights. <laughs> Did I not go to Iron Heights? Yeah, it's. Uh, so I'm in Iron Heights. Well, they had to the the ballroom where we did the show last night which in was Starling the main, City. The main radio row area right. needed to be cleared out by five o'clock today. So of right. course we do the show from seven to eleven. So they had to. Us and another show had to be put into a, as Scotty said, so, a jail. So did did, uh, did Con- Connor? Can you can you hear the dudes doing the show? <laughs> Luckily, we can't. No, so it's that's not great. There you go. That's a, so that's, that's unbelievable. Unbel- we're, we're in good shape. Is that not just the most unbelievable? These guys thing? know what they're doing. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. So they br- they put us in this room, and literally, 
I've got Booker T, the wrestler. You remember that guy? Legend. He, he is a legend, but he's sitting five feet from me right now. Literally, like these guys are five feet away from me, and they're doing a show in Phoenix. Yeah. And I'm doing a show all over the Western Hemisphere and North America mm-hmm. and the Southern Hemisphere, and we are literally everywhere, but we're five feet away from him. I know. It's tough for both, for both of us. I can't even think straight. I can, like, ah, it, but don't even, right. I, just stop. That, 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 that drives me nuts. I know. So don't even tell me it's not driving you nuts. I need a shrink <laughs> because it's just so irritating. And I knew it the minute I, did you see me when I walked in this room? Yes. I started yanking you out. I yes. yanked out Joe Sands. I'm just like, what is going on here? I know. And then he told me the other guy from L.A., Steve, was doing a show, and he was in here screaming because right. he's really loud. Yeah. And I'm loud. I'm, I'm, I even told these dudes, I'm like, listen, I just, <laughs> just want to let you know I'm going to ruin your show. So, <laughs> but it sounds like but both I'm not, of us can't be hurt. I'm so. not trying to ruin their show at all. I'm trying to be cool about it and be like, yeah. oh, man, this is not cool. I know. So it's, it's annoying. Because I'm like hearing everything they say, and I then I know they're hearing everything I say, but right. they're not picking it up on the air, which yes, is all that which matters. Is, which is all that matters. But it's still, but but it's still driving me nuts. I hear you. So for two hours, we're gonna have to deal so with it. The last it. two hours will be good. We got a great show for you lined up tonight, except that it's already been ruined. Um, <laughs> Tim Graham will join us from 1270 in Shabana We'll uh, talk to him about the great Pat's Bill showdown at New Era in Orchard Park. On Sunday, Carver High is flying home tomorrow night after the fight on a red-eye love to uh, get ice and beer for I, the game. I almost wanted to see if I could change my flight and get that red-eye to Buffalo, go to the game, and then fly back Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Then I, How'd that go for you? Well, considering I've been out of town for a few days already, the, the answer was no. The answer was no on the uh, yeah. family The home end. front said, are you kidding me? Right. It's already bad enough. You left me here all weekend by myself to potty train our daughter, and you're going to spend another day going yes. to watch a football game? Yes. Yeah, it, did, it didn't go very well. Yes, I am. I am going to. And you, you should have said to her, meet me there. Yeah, I just said you leave her at home. <laughs> right. So your boy uh, Tim Graham will join us from Buffalo. Big game. Pats. Big game. Two 3-0 teams. I'm very excited for it. And then uh, how funny is that uh, that we have Booker T here, right. but we're interviewing Booker tonight. Chris in Booker. The, so we got, we got it all going on. Booker T's here, and we're having Chris Booker here from yeah, L.A. Right. He's coming in, so he'll be here soon. So the two Bookers will be in the same right. room they'll together. They'll be in the same room. Maybe there'll be a fight. I would like to see that. <laughs> and this guy weighs about a buck eighty, so I think that Booker T might just literally crucify him on a, on a wall. <laughs> they just pin him up to a wall. And then we'll throw, like, pin the tail on the booker on him, and then and, and we'll take his money and go drinking. Right. And pick up some hookers. That sounds like a plan. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg will join us from Miami. And you know him from CBS Sports, CBS HQ, and uh, 15 years on the bench doing his fantasy blowout. All of your fantasies in the bedroom will come alive tonight. You find out what kind of a lover you are. Wait a minute. Oh, it's fantasy football? Yes. Oh, I thought it was that toy you picked up today down the street no, on Wilshire. No, don't tell anybody about that. Wait. The fleshlight? We can't talk no, about it? Don't tell anybody about that. All right, that's at uh, 803 West, 1103 East. Did I get these times right? Yes, those are the Pacific times. I right, so 740 Booker e- uh, West, uh, 1040 East. Yes. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg, we're doing everything backwards. 8 West, 11 East is Eisenberg. Make sure you call at the uh, top of the hour at 11 East. 
to get on with Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, Nine West, Midnight, Billy Idol Hour of Love. Uh, Aaron Torres, our good friend from uh, Fox Sports, and his uh, Aaron Torres uh, podcast on whatever it is, Kentucky Sports Radio or something they call it. Yes. Uh, I can't keep track of all of his gigs. Uh, I'm a fan, though. I like him. Uh, Ten uh, West, one East. Your boy Jonathan Davis of Corn will be here. The lead singer of the rock band Corn is here. Also, uh, on his uh, spare time, he is a NHL radio announcer and host. Mostly we're going to talk hockey with him and not uh, live performances in front of rabid girls. So there you go. We've got a great show for you tonight. It's all... Uh, coming together. We're here for Spence Porter, the welterweight championship of the world. Uh, Unification World Championship, right? Uh, Porter, the... Correct. It's all happening. What is it? The uh, yes, Unification. WBC yep. and... I think IB. I, IBF. One of them has IB, yeah. So, uh, Spence is a, a heavy favorite. Yes, he is. And he looked good today. They both look good. They both look ready. Don't they all They all look good look when they get up ready. there in that weigh-in, right? They all look good when they get up on that weigh-in. It's okay. We saw the ghost today. Yes, your buddy. You saw him in the elevator. Robert Guerrero is back in the Legend. Ring. Legend on the bench. The ghost. <laughs> Isn't uh, Al Heyman also the ghost? Maybe we call him the ghost, too. Maybe. You know, because you never know who that guy is, right? Never. No one's ever seen him. No, never at these things. It's unbelievable right? how he's invisible. So what is happening in this Duke game? They are putting it on uh, Fuentes. I believe it's over now. They were up. I know. These are highlights. Yeah. But it was, like, As really get bad. Ready, 45 to 10. Wow. How that embarrassing. Is... For, and that game was at Virginia Tech? And, and, you know, let me tell you something else. That that place was empty tonight. Wow. Did you see that stadium? Lane Stadium You're was empty. a long way from Frank Beamer. I mean, they really are. It is. It is. This is. This ain't Benny Blades. We always say in Miami. Uh, listen, they are without a doubt. They got their ass beat tonight, and there was nobody there. Like, I mean, that, that, I mean, there was people there. It was a. They had a normal crowd. But what I noticed was the upper tier of the of the stadium on both sides and the end zone was empty. Yeah, not a so good. So when scene. you're missing fifteen thousand fans, and you're getting whacked by Duke. That's when you know there's a problem going on. And then Penn State is just raking Maryland. Didn't you tell me that one's another ugly one? It was, they were up 40 at the half. I'm sure it hasn't gotten any prettier for them. It wasn't there, uh, there an Air Force? What is that score? There's, there's all kinds of games going Air on. Air Force is up 34-10 in the third quarter on San Jose State. And then, um, and then we have the Arizona State-Cal game coming up here in a few minutes. And that's kicking off soon? 7.30. 15 minutes. All right, 855-212-4CBS, get you benched. We'll come back and talk to Tim Graham from AM 1270 in Buffalo. First about the Pats, Bills. Coming up, we're live in Los Angeles. And uh, don't forget, on September 28th, tomorrow night, Welterweight World Champions Collide is a premier boxing champions of Fox Sports Pay-Per-View presents a champion versus champion showdown. Undefeated IBF Welterweight Champion Errol the Truth Spence returns to the ring to clash with WBC champ Showtime Sean Porter in a massive 
championship 147-pound title unification fight at the Staples Center in Lipstick City. Spence Jr. versus Porter represents a major step forward in the quest to find the best 147-pound fighter on the planet. Spence Jr. puts his undefeated record 25-0 on the line against Porter's 32-1 record, plus catch the super middleweight champion Anthony Darrell Farrell as he defends his title against former champ David Benavidez. Don't miss Spence Porter Saturday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Order now live on pay-per-view. Also available on the Fox Sports app. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, back in Lipstick City uh, at the Intercontinental on Wilshire downtown L.A., a a few blocks from the Staples Center where tomorrow night we'll go see Spence and Porter fight for the uh, Unification Welderweight uh, Championship of the World. The IBF and WBC belts are on the line. Should be a, a great fight. Tim Graham, of course, our good friend in Buffalo at 1270, covers the uh, Bills as well. Great writer, great uh, show host on the radio. Uh, I've known him forever. He's been on the bench a million times. How you doing, Tim? How's everything, buddy? Uh, going great. Just getting ready for Dildo Week. Jesus! Oh, there you go. It all happens. There's a lot happening. Uh, this is this is this is very very troubling. Last when was it? Last year they threw that on the yeah. Uh, field? I think it was last year's game. No, yeah. it's been three years running. This oh. is, uh, we're three years in a row. This is four in a row. Uh, well, then it's automatic that it's going to happen. There's right. actually a betting line out there. Bet Online US has uh, the the dildo gets thrown as a minus one forty even money that it does not. So uh, I, I, that, those are those wagers that I have a hard time understanding uh, that because you got 70,000 people could wager on that and then make it happen. It's not something that's based on the game or you know, who's going to win by how many points or the, the over-under. I could bet on that. I could bet, a, I don't know, what the max is right. and, uh, and, and go in there and make sure I win the bet. Well, so uh, one of the things is I'm getting a notice here from the Vatican Network that uh, we'll just refer to it from this point forward as uh, Christmas toys, as opposed to the (laughs) other references of uh, actual actual bedroom fantasies. Let's let's just let's move on from the I'm getting a notice here from the Pope. Uh, I just got it on my phone to uh, refrain from talking about. Fleshlights and other various uh, toys. Anyway, uh, let me ask you about Leslie Frazier. Here's a guy that has uh, really, when you think about it, I mean, Brady beats you every time. He's 30-3, and you know, but they have somehow, McDermott and Frazier have been able to, if there's even a, a way to say this, contain him a little bit where he's been under 300 yards. He hasn't had his best games ever at New Era in Orchard Park. What have they drawn up for this Sunday? Because this is really the game of the week. Well, it's played into the Bills' strategies, and really it has for New England going the other way too because both teams have faced a very soft schedule through the first three weeks, and each team is undefeated. They're, they're 3-0 and coming into this game. So there are some um, stratagems uh, that on both sides of the ball, whether it's Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, or you mentioned uh, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator who, who oversees uh, Sean McDermott's defense. There are some wrinkles that I think we're going to see on Sunday from both sides. What those are, it's hard to say, and that's why Bill Belichick is such a genius uh, that he is. But uh, rest assured that Josh Allen is going to see something that, uh, that the Patriots haven't put on film yet this season. You know, it's interesting. I went back, Scotty, and everybody knows how great that the Patriots are 
their their lopsided record since uh, uh, Brady became the starter in 2001. Right. But when facing a quarterback that it's in his first or second season, their win percentage actually goes up 30 points. They win 82% of the time. Now, that's not to say it can't be done. Geno Smith did it. Uh, Mark Sanchez, if you count a playoff game, did it three times, believe it or not. Colt McCoy did it. Uh, but there's only a handful of games over those 18 years in which somebody uh, who's young, like Josh Allen is, has been able to to decipher whatever it is that Bill Belichick's trying to throw at him. So what is um, uh, what is the feeling about the Bills uh, with the way they've played defensively uh, in the first three weeks? I think they've been phenomenal, and now they go Absolutely. up against uh, now they go up against a behemoth. Is the is the feeling that uh, the, the the Patriots are running into a different type of Bills football team uh, this time around, or is it the same old Bills? No, I, the fans from a fan standpoint or expectations going into this game, um, the fans are hesitant. They're very excited about this game, of course, because of the ramifications that the Bills could possibly be four and zero and atop the AFC East uh, through the first quarter of the season. Um, they do have a, a really fantastic uh, secondary. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde is the safeties. Uh, they're up there for uh, you know the great the great safety tandems in the entire NFL. Tre'Davious White has been uh, has been superb as uh, the main lockdown cornerback. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the young uh, linebacker, he's in his second NFL season. He's still the youngest guy on the team, uh, and he's he's been great. And the defensive line's been strong, so it's. As you mentioned, it is the uh, it is their calling card, and it's what's going to be uh, their calling card for the entire season. And hopefully, that the offense can at least be in the middle of the pack, at least in the NFL. And then I think the that the Bills are playoff contenders. But in terms of uh, expectations, like you mentioned, are same old Bills versus the excitement of fans because they are they know it's been a soft schedule. They played. Uh, the Jets on opening day, and then the Giants in Eli Manning's uh, last start, uh, and then had Cincinnati at home last week. So, granted, they they start the season 2-0 and on the road, which is a nice feat, but both games were at the Meadowlands, and the fan base is just kind of waiting to see what this team really is. And I think that even a loss to the Patriots on Sunday – could keep the fans encouraged because this is really the first game in which they get to find out what this team is made of. You know, we always talk about on the show, screw all of that nonsense with um, where they played, who they played, what their records were, um, you know, that, you know, they're one in, uh, I guess they were a combined one and eight, and then the Pats have played teams that are 0 and 9. But the bottom line is this, is that we feel on this show, Carver High included, that Every game you play in the NFL is brutal. It does not matter. Proof's in the pudding. The Cincinnati game. They came back and took the except, lead on you. You're up 14 nothing. You know what I mean? Like So I don't buy any of that. Except the Dolphins, Scotty. I, I was just talking about this the other day. I think you, 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 there's always the, um, the point to be made that the other team's getting paid too, and those are NFL players and, and guys who've been in this league. And, and maybe the difference between – uh, one of the worst teams in the league and the best team in the league could just be the quarterback or it could be, you know, maybe three or four players, um, but but not the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins are in a totally different category. And uh, the fact that both of these teams get to play the Dolphins uh, twice uh, this year, uh, that 
it, it, what it does is it helps with the wild card. That's for sure. Do you think um, that? Uh, do you think that? Because uh, I know that a lot of people are seeing improvement in, uh, including Belichick in Josh Allen. He he says he thinks he's uh, really progressed into his second year. That he's actually getting better. Uh, when you see him, uh, you know, day to day, week to week, and you know, going from last year to this year, and what you're seeing so far, do you sense that improvement? Yes, uh, but I'm still hesitant with Josh Allen because he can make some really boneheaded plays, and he almost single-handedly got the Bengals back into the game last week. Uh, uh, first downs at halftime, I believe, were 19 to one for Buffalo, uh, but the Bills uh, were only able to get up 14 nothing. And then Josh Allen just throws one of the worst interceptions you'll see that almost gets returned for a touchdown, sets up Andy Dalton on the doorstep. Before you know it, it's 14 to seven. Uh, and then the the uh, Bengals end up scoring another touchdown to make it interesting. So he's had two fourth-quarter comebacks, but because he has put them in that position, four turnovers uh, in the season opener against the New York Jets, two fumbles and two interceptions uh, in the first half, they're able to somehow win that game because the Jets don't have a kicker. The Jets have a kicker. The Bills lose that game. Uh, so Josh Allen, I think he's – that is a guy that Bills fans are excited about, and I think that they're prematurely – uh, pre- prematurely uh, assuming that he is the quarterback of the future and will be the guy that he's finally the answer since right. Jim Kelly retired. And I do see some signs of that, but he still needs to get rid of those really stupid plays uh, that, that can cost him. He, he plays hero ball a lot. He likes to scramble. He likes to extend a play. And there's just some disconnect between his brain and his right shoulder in which there's a, a play that should not be made, and he still thinks, I'm going to make it anyway. And uh, if he can get those beaten out of him, uh, either by his coaches or by defensive linemen, right. uh, then I think the team's going to be a lot better off. Tim, realistically, how many points do these guys got to score on Sunday? Because I'm with you. I think that Josh has improved, but he still makes a lot of silly mistakes. We know the defense is going to show up on Sunday. How many points has this team got to score to beat New England on Sunday? Well, lopsided as, as the Patriots have been. You know, I, I hate to keep going back to that you know, the, the opponents that they played, you know, the Patriots, you take a look at not only the points that they've scored, but the points that they've, they've allowed. And it's, it's obnoxious uh, how, how uh, prolific they've been with Antonio Brown, without Antonio Brown, uh, depending, uh, regardless of who's uh, in the backfield uh, playing for them. Uh, so, but I do think that the bills are going to show up defensively in this game. As I mentioned, the defensive backfield, they're going to have to uh, shut down the slot in some way, uh, but without a tight end, really. And the Bills have a history under Sean McDermott of not giving up much to tight ends anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's something that the Patriots aren't going to have at their disposal uh, with this being uh, Rob Gronkowski not playing in his hometown for the first time. Uh, I think the fans are going to enjoy that. But I, I do think that it could be a, a – I think that we're going to be looking at probably a pretty strong game for Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Uh, and Tredavious White, uh, the Bills can control the run game uh, pretty well. And uh, how many points do they need? I, I think that they can win this game with 21, 24 points because I think the defense is that good. It is as advertised. Is Josh Allen as advertised? I'm not ready to buy in there, right. but – uh, I've been sold on this Bills defense uh, since the preseason. I got to tell you, though, this is me being straight up. Now, I want him to win. I told you I'll run naked. I will run naked <laughs> through the Intercontinental Hotel, literally. On, I will run naked 
for 500 yards naked if they win the game. Now, listen. I'll probably join you. But listen to me. I'm telling you that they – I have a bad feeling that – 21 points. They they're not scoring 21 points against this defense. That defense hasn't allowed a touchdown or a. Uh, they have not running or passing. No touchdowns in three games. Now I know those teams suck, but no points at all from a, a pass or a run for that defense. I think their defense is better than yours, and I think yours is kick ass. I think this actually is going to be like a, a six three or a nine six game. I really do. I swear to God. Now, Tim, I got to run. I love you. You're awesome. I love your show. You know, I love having you on the bench. You're a badass. Thanks for coming on tonight to preview the great Bills uh, Pats game. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll get you back on as soon as possible. Talk to you again, Scotty. Take care, Carver. Uh, all right. See you, Tim. Uh, Tim Graham, the great one from uh, 1270 and the Buffalo News up in Buffalo. We'll come back and talk to our uh, dear friend Chris Booker, a New York and L.A. radio legend. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Pharrellonabench.com, always striving to be the best, always improving, giving you more. Pharrellonabench.com, the best site is getting even better in October. Mid-October, you're going to love the changes to it. More picks, better choices, better prices, every sport, every play, every day, everything that's on the board, Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. The great Chris Booker is here, uh, a longtime friend of mine in radio. He's uh, extraordinary on the air. He was at K-Rock forever, and he's been in uh, Lipstick City doing his show. Uh, 30 years now you've been on the air. That's great, dude. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Nice to see you, Scott. Do you like... um, do you like doing it better in uh, New York or L.A.? I what always, did you like better? I always say that New York's for your 20s. Then after your 20s, you got to go. Unless you're making a lot of money. If you like a lot, a lot of money in Manhattan, it's a nice place to live. But, the, you know, the, the living out here is it's nice. You, you can't beat it. It's sunny every day except for the day you come. Yeah, I'm here for three days. days and, and it rains. I haven't yeah, seen the, the sun thing. once since I've it's been here. It's miserable. It has, been, it has been sunny since... First time in L.A. and yeah, I haven't seen the sun Since 2014, the sun has been out. But you guys come out here and it's just... It's and meanwhile, back home, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I hear it's but a, meanwhile, a nice month. But, but believe me you, in a few days, it'll be hell on earth there. It'll literally be miserable for eight months straight. So I know what it's like out here. I lived here. But do you... When you were on K-Rock, uh, did you... It was the best time of That was life. the best time. Yeah. I mean... You that know, made you a star. Was, well, you know, you have Howard Stern. I mean, right. Howard Stern, Stern's your morning guy and he kind of... You know, took me under his wing a little. Right. He didn't hate me, which was great. That's awesome. And that's and that just kind of helped. Can you believe we both worked with him? That's weird. It's so weird. It's crazy. Yeah. I felt like it was a miracle for me. I have to tell you a funny story. So we had the same boss, right? And I still have that boss. And uh, this guy, so do, do you know the story behind what they did to me? No. So I was in L.A. doing the show. Like, you and I were do- on we flip-flopped. So uh-huh. I was in L.A. doing it all the years, uh-huh. and he would scream and yell at me. I mean, like, you have no idea, because I was so crazy. I was on drugs. I was <laughs> high. I was drunk. I was completely wet. I've heard some great stories okay. about you doing the show with your face laying on the console, and you could actually talk right. into the microphone. Like, that's how out there you were. Literally, I did shows in New York <laughs> where I would. we had five-minute breaks, and I would pass out for four minutes and 45 seconds, and they would shake me to wake me up to do the next segment. <laughs> I would pass out. The minute they went to break, I'd pass. Literally, I'd black out. 
I want to know Scott then. Okay, that's so, what I want. So, that's what I want to. So see. this guy would scream. I, mean. I want to know that guy. He, he would scream and yell at me. Scream and yell. I mean, just screaming and yelling. And I'd be sitting in my pool on a raft, smoking a doobie, and I had the phone on the side of the pool on a speaker, and he would be screaming and yelling at me. And then eventually, uh, he just said, "I'm done with it. I I cannot deal with you. Right. You, uh, you are uh, you're insane. You're nuts. You're a pain in my ass. I'm done. I'm done with it." He's like, "You either move." To New York, so I can yell at you here, or you're fired. Make your mind up. You got till five o'clock. You're either moving here, or you're finished. And then, so I had to literally, yeah. I, I literally had to drop everything I was doing my entire life. I mm-hmm. lost everything. Mm-hmm. I st- I took a box of clothes and a and a and a literally, I, I think a box of clothes and a bag of weed, and I drove to New York from Los Angeles. And it took me like five days. I stopped somewhere in Kansas City and bought some meth. And I was like, I literally. <laughs> I lived on that street. It was Independence, Missouri. I'm sure right. it was. It was by Kauffman Stadium. True. That's where all the meth was. I lived no, there. No, but wait, I stopped in Manhattan, Kansas, and got the crabs in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And then I made it to New York, and then, and then I worked for him uh, again. Then I screwed him over. And I went to work at ESPN. That, and then he wanted mm-hmm. to kill me. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up, uh, I ended up uh, working for Howard. Mm-hmm. And then I come back, and now I'm working for him again. All these years later, and now I'm an old man, and I got kids and a mortgage, and he likes me. Yeah. Now he, now we get along. He's like, Why didn't you just do this the first Scott, time? Why didn't you just be nice to me back then? From the I beginning, you were so good. Now what happened? Why were you just? You just were so impossible. Well, we shared a producer. I had a producer that produced you prior at NAW when you worked there in New York, and they would tell me stories about how. Who is to that? Get, well, there was Olivero, right? And there was Chris Rosen, yeah. And they would tell me stories about going to get you in the hotel rooms and how we, <laughs> this is the best. Like he would move out of a hotel room by opening the window. Yeah, I've heard and, some and stories. Jumping out I did. Of the, and he would abandon the. And the Scott owes like a thousand dollars, sixty thousand, something like that. Sixty thousand. Scott would open a window and leave, and that'd be the end. They of the pulled hotel. the van, the radio yeah, van they up. They pulled the radio I threw, station van. I threw and boxes out. He was out. throwing his stuff out. So, I mean, I heard a hundred stories about you. I was like, so I got to be friends with this guy. How about this? When when I mo- I threw all the boxes out the window and they and they they were they called the police they were gonna have me arrested and yeah. everything else I ran I jumped out a window I ran down I dove into the van they took me to the radio station and I put fifty boxes of my life in a in the office at NEW and and left it there every day for like two years and I just lived and my office was filled with boxes mm-hmm. and I mean there was drugs in there and porno <laughs> flashlight everything and then they finally they finally I remember they flipped a or what no. Uh, I remember it was the sex for Sam that they fired everyone that yeah. day. And that was the last time yeah. I ever worked with them. And then how about this? Well, Olive. then they turned it pop and then I worked. There. And then yeah. Olive, mm-hmm. Olive uh, ended up as the reason I came back to CBS Sports Radio. Olive became like the president of That's CBS right. and he hired me to bring me. And Chernoff right. was like, I'm not having him again. I've had it. And Spitz is like, I'm not a fan. This guy's a monster. He's the devil. We're not having it. And Olive said, I'm your boss. You lose. Uh, and they brought me back. And I've been there ever since. And now they think I'm like the greatest guy ever. So. You are. You always no, have I'm been. Not. You've I'm a always horrible been the man. best on the air. So, so you moved out here and um, you miss your Mets. But you're a Steeler fan. But yep. but you just said to me, you don't want Callaway fired. You're the only guy I've, I've met yet that doesn't want that. You should hear them screaming and okay. cussing in our newsroom to fire this guy. Okay, okay. Look at the team at the All-Star break. Right. They were dead. The season was over. Finished. There was no meaningful baseball. Then they went on that crazy run after the All-Star game. And, you know, you get guys like Davis, and you got all these guys co- uh, contributing. And 
I think something there had to have motivated those kids. Right. Those young, it's kids. It's Alonzo. He tied the home run record. Badass. I mean, somebody was in there rooting for those guys. Why did guys. you become a Mets fan? That's the weirdest thing. I was a Pirate fan growing up. but What happened know, to you? Because you do radio and you move around the country. You know, we're and talking y- about the right. boxes. You're there right. was no MLB TV back then. There were the box scores in the newspaper or what you saw you're on right. ESPN. And was the ESPN in the 90s showing Pirates highlights? I don't think no, so. No, you're right. Never. I so, had the same thing. I became fans of like the Lakers and the happens. Dodgers. I it became happens. fans of the Atlanta Hawks because I lived there. I liked the Heat because mm-hmm. I lived in Miami and mm-hmm. I liked the Knicks because I've been there 20 years. When I went to New York, I went to Yankee Stadium. It was full. It was 95-6. Right when they started their run, it was packed. I was like, this sucks. And everyone had body odor. Yeah, I can't relate to this. <laughs> Let me go over to Shea. It's a dump. They have There's nobody no on the team. It's just Beers like are cheap. Three River Stadium. You go to the bathroom. I'm like, hey, Mike. Right. They're like, hey, Booker. Do you, ever, do you, you knew ever, everybody there. You, so I fit, I fit in. Do you go to it. Dodger Stadium? Do you ever go? I do all of the time. You love it. My my but I'm really good buddies with Ned Coletti, who was the ex. I remember him. Okay, so the GM, and now he's got another gig. He just got hockey, hired. Sure, hockey. hockey. The Sharks hired. I, him. I invited what? I invited him to come down here tonight to talk hockey with you because I knew you would love it. Yeah, I know Ned Coletti. Yeah, so he's he'll a be good at guy. my house tomorrow. We'll but be talking he, about you tomorrow. He's a great guy. great guy. I liked him when he was the Dodger GM. But, oh, he was the and best. And they didn't want him to get that job either. Yeah, but he did a really great. I job I thought he did a good job. His fingerprints are all over that team. Still. So you've lived out here now how many years? About almost 10 years. About so 10 years. I, so wow. I did 10 years out here, and you've... you've uh, you went back, you've, though. You, you went back east. Did you like going well, back east? About as much as I go to San Diego every summer surfing. Mm. I don't... I Huntington Beach, whatever. Like, I, I'm wearing my... I, what do I got on? Don't I have on, like... You a look like a surfer. He has Venice on tonight. He's got Venice flip flops. This is California, Scott. This look is every it. night, though. <laughs> oh, this is every night. Booker, this is every night. Every night, even in snow. Even in the middle of winter. It could be three feet outside in January. Comes in with the flip flops and the shorts yeah. on. Everybody. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. You fit uh, it out here. I don't like fine. pants. I don't like shoes. I don't like any restrictions <laughs> on my onions. So you know, I think your career has been incredible. I mean this when I say this. Like of all the people, you know how these guys always get these awards in radio that are so soft. I don't get any of those. Uh, no, but I think you deserve it. Oh, I really you. do thank think you. that like, was nice. Of you. No, but I mean it. Like people have always like like my buddy Rome got one. I think he got into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, and I don't follow these types of things ever. I just knew that he got in because I work at CBS. So I knew that he got in, and I'm a, I've am been a fan of his since uh, we met for the first time when I was in L.A., and he came up to see me do my show. But you have, a, I mean, for a, a DJ to have lasted 30 years in New York and Los Angeles is such an accomplishment. I don't think, do you even realize that you pulled that off? 30 years of it's, DJ. It's, do you know how many people they fire and whack and ruin that become <laughs> like prostitutes and drug dealers, and they, they end up going into sales or cars, or they end up going into technology? All or, of those or, Sound great Silicon right Valley. <laughs> How many people do you know that, that you've seen come and go and change careers when they started in radio and they couldn't make it? 90% of them. But you stood 30 years behind the mic. That's insanity. I think he deserves to be I, in the Radio Hall of Fame. I think he absolutely deserves to be in Radio Hall of Fame. And this is a crazy moment for me. Because I'm going to vote for him to get in. I'm going like, to push for where, Booker where to get in. Where is this ballot? That we this can, is like no. 19-year-old Carver High's like dream right here because Late 90s, Carver High, Pharrell on the bench at night, yep. Chris Booker on K-Rock. I yep. mean, this is, like, huge for me right I mean, here. it's great. And uh, But you, you, you're you all humble and everything. Do you realize that? that but do, does anyone ever say to you how crazy it is that you've lasted that long doing, like, DJs, they come and go like uh, STDs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly. Well, you, you have to be able to kind of do everything. Like, I, you know, I've done rock radio, alternative but radio, But do you cheese out radio, on doing Top radio. 40? Because no. I used to do it, and I wanted to kill myself. I like music. 
I like me. It doesn't matter if you put country music in front of me. I would find the best country music to talk about. So it. listen, I can't believe you're going out to dinner. Where are you going to dinner? Um, new restaurant. Dantana's. Hi ho. <laughs> oh, I love Dantana's. Dantana's is great, right? Hey, uh, Chris, it's great to see you, brother. Thanks for Thanks coming for on the bench. I love you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.